Hey friends, and welcome to You Deserve to Love Your Job with me, Arlene Pace Green. My goal is to help you identify and achieve your greatest aspirations and have a lot of fun along the way. I'm so glad you've joined me on this journey. Let's go. I am so excited to let you know that the You Deserve to Love Your Job book is available. It's in paperback and Kindle. I wrote the book for anyone who is looking for more purpose, more meaning, and more joy in your work and life. Filled with examples, quizzes, and experiences from real people, including me, and the book lays out a roadmap to help you clarify your purpose and create an action plan to achieve it. Go get it. It's available on Amazon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This has been such an amazing season and a growth season for me as well. You know, when you start something, you have this first time energy and motivation. Things are new. Things are different. Um, They talk about this a lot in the fitness program I'm part of. But the second time you do something, or even as you just continue to do something, you have to create systems and discipline that allow you to continue even when your motivation wanes. And that is absolutely something that's been tested for me this season. Listen, this season, while I've been doing the podcast and running my business, I've been teaching a class. Shout out to my students in recruitment at Selection at SMU. And it has been so much fun, but that is another time commitment that I've had to work into my calendar. So this year, not only have I led the podcast, but I have continued to learn so much for this pod- from this podcast. So for this wrap up, I'm sharing the lessons I've learned this year from either my guest or lessons I've had to reapply myself uh, based on things I shared just to kind of finish the season well and just to do all the things that I've been doing in this last season. So as some of you know, this year we've been focused on episodes that link to chapters from the book. I think of the book as the blueprint. You know, the book is what I've learned from research, my faith, others, my experiences about how to find your purpose how to live it out, and how to enjoy your life in the process. So if you haven't gotten and read the book, it's past time to do it. Do that now. But the podcast augments the book in giving some additional ideas, insights. And next season, by the way, just a little kind of tease for next season is going to be amazing. And we have something really special coming. But for this episode, as we wrap up season two, I'm going to touch on a few lessons I learned that relate to the three sections of the book. So looking in, which is about figuring out what you're called to do, looking out, which is about figuring out which options you have for doing it, and looking forward, which is about goal setting and action. So we're going to look at each of those three sections, talk about a few of the podcasts that were linked to those sections, and then I'll share one lesson that I've learned or uh, been applying in this season of life. So let's start with look in. So again, looking in is about exploring your purpose and what you've been called to do in this life. And thinking about it very holistically. So not just work, not just your life as a parent or a partner or spouse, not just your life as a child, maybe taking care of an adult parent, but all aspects of your life. So looking at your life holistically and figuring out what is it I'm called to do in this life, especially for this season. And so for Look In, we had three episodes that really linked to this. We had an episode on work-life balance with Dr. Morganson where she shared some excellent insights about how to think about balancing the different areas of life and just how to have the right mindset that allows you to balance. We had episode 24 with my dear friend, Emery McVary II, about how he's found his purpose and how he lives it out on a daily basis. 
And then we had episode 26 with Dr. Dan Strunk, where he talked about the power of thoughts and beliefs and the things we can do to manage our own thoughts and beliefs. And, you know, looking in is a lot about figuring out what you want most. And I've learned that one thing that can get in the way of figuring that out is being overly focused on what you don't want or what you don't like. So when you're really focused on what you don't like, what you don't want, it creates a bit of a cloud for figuring out what you do like and what you do want. And this spring, I found myself so focused on what I didn't like in so many aspects of my life that I was really ignoring what I did like, what I did want, and what I was going to do to make me happy. And that is why for those of you who joined me in the Summer Soul Challenge this year, I focused on gratefulness. And one thing that I learned from Dr. Strunk in that episode about managing our thoughts and beliefs that I found was absolutely true is that we have more power over our thoughts than I think even I thought, I think most of us think. So just this week in our in our small group that we do for our church, we did a Bible study on worry. And the Bible tells us, do not worry, that instead of worry, we're supposed to pray and give thanks instead. And it tells us that worry is not going to add a day to our life. So it is an absolute useless effort, right? <laughs> and yet, and still, research tells us that most of us spend an inordinate amount of time in worry. And what the summer really taught me is that that is a choice. Spending inordinate amounts of time in worry really is a choice. So I spent the summer paying attention to my thoughts, you know, changing the ones I didn't think were either accurate or helping me in any way. And it made a big difference. It made a big difference in how I felt. It made a big difference in my clarity of thought. And just a month ago, something happened in my business that would have honestly before probably spring last year would have worried me for days, maybe even weeks previously. And I'm going to tell you, I kept waiting for those intense feelings of worry to continue. So I felt it initially, but then I decided, nope, I'm going to think about it differently. And days after, you know, when it would come to mind again, I was kind of waiting for that signs of worry that come with it. The stomach flutters, the negative emotions, um, the inability to think about anything else or the inability to enjoy where you are because you're so worried about this other thing. And those feelings just weren't there. And what I've learned is we can seriously change our thoughts, which will positively impact our emotions, our mental health, our physical health, our relationships, and absolutely our clarity on what it is we want out of this life. And that internal focus just makes it so much easier to kind of dial in on what you're called to do and what you really want. So if you're struggling with worry or negative thinking, or you're just not sure what your purpose is or what you want out of life or what you're being called to in this season, go listen to episode 26 with Dr. Strunk. Use a lot of the tips he shares. He mentioned some resources, a book. Um, Use those things to kind of stop the negative thoughts and to stop the thinking that's getting in the way. And it's amazing once you're able to do that, how much clarity you might get in other areas of your life. So that's kind of the lesson I've been applying for Look In. So this season, we also had a number of episodes focused on the second section of the book, Looking Out. And Looking Out is focused on identifying the options you have for living out your purpose. And our goal for this season was to give you lots of options and ideas for how you can live out your purpose. So we had a number of episodes in this area. We had episode 21, which was about creating the job you want, starting from where you are, and talked a lot about job crafting which is how people influence the job they have now to be more enjoyable. 
we had episode 22, which is about making change with my favorite registered dietitian, Brittany Payton. And in that episode, Brittany talked to us about how to make different changes in our health, in our wellness, which have spillover and impact other areas of our life. We had episode 28, which was 10 ways to enjoy your work or any other area of life more. We had episode 29 with Dr. Dana Nelson, who is a therapist. And we talked about is therapy for me and what are the benefits you can get from therapy and also some ideas and resources if um, therapy isn't something that you think is right for you or it's not something you can afford right now. We had episode 30 about working across generations. And then the most recent episode that I did, episode 34, about working with difficult people. And, you know, having and creating options can be a double-edged sword. So in one way, it's amazing to have options. But on the other side, having options can paralyze you if you can't move through the decision-making process. So as I mentioned earlier, this year I had an opportunity to teach in two capacities, which is something I've loved doing years ago, and it was on my list to do again at some point. So one opportunity was to teach this class on recruitment and selection at SMU. And the second opportunity was to teach children's church, uh, my favorite little age group, infants to four years old at my church. And But to do those, and especially the college course, was going to take a pretty significant amount of time in preparation really throughout the semester. And I decided to do both. But just recently, someone was asking me about my decision-making process when it comes to new opportunities or when it comes to options. What are the things that I do that help me make decisions about the options in front of me? And then how do I help make sure those decisions and options are in alignment with my purpose and what I'm really called to do? So I thought what I'd do just now is just share a few thoughts about how to make decisions. Like as we kind of talk this season about so many options, if you now have lots of options, you're considering what is it you can do to make decisions about which of those options you actually want to take action on and pursue. So, you know, one thing I do, which I've talked about across probably several of the episodes, is I just give myself time to think. I have had to seriously break a habit I had of saying yes to things immediately. And I mean, it's something I still practice because I still find myself doing it in small ways even today. But, um, you know, when a new opportunity pops up, I love new things. So, and if I feel like I'm a good person to do it or I have the skills to do it, you know, everything in me is saying, yes, 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 let's do this. Uh, But don't you know that that easy yes becomes much, much harder when it's time to do it. So now I say something like, thank you so much for thinking of me. Let me think about it. And then I do just that. I give myself time and space to really think about, okay, not only do I want to do this, because that was my first yes. I was like, yeah, I want to. But is this the right time for me to do it? Do I have capacity to do it? Am I even the right person to do it? Or is there someone else that's better? So what I do when I have an option that comes in front of me, again, I say, you know, give me time to think about it. And I get back to them. Um, I pray and I ask God if it's for me. And I try to give time and space for him to answer me in multiple ways. So, I, you know, it's not like I'm looking for an immediate answer. Though sometimes I honestly get immediate, but that's not always, you know, he doesn't always speak to me in that way. So Um, I pray, give time for me to hear the answer that he's giving me. One way that happens sometimes is I write down my thoughts so I can get clarity and perspective. And some of the times when I'm writing down, I'm actually writing down questions. You know, should I do season two of the podcast? Um, Should I teach this class? And sometimes in the writing, 
God will answer me in my mind. It's like, I'll get clarity on an answer. Sometimes it takes days and weeks, but writing gives me clarity and perspective on what the real question is for me and what I currently have in my mind. And then it gives me a chance to step back from it too and look at it and say, okay, (laughs) be able to have a more objective perspective on it. Then if I really think it's something, yeah, I'm really supposed to do this. I go and try to drop it in my calendar to see if I can do it in the timing that the, you know, the person is asked or that is open to me. Can I make the time for without sacrificing the other things that are important to me? Um, or is it more important than some of those things? So I'm going to put other things on hold, you know, so for this class I was teaching, I taught it this fall, but in the spring, I blocked the time that I thought I was going to need to prepare and I blocked the time for teaching and preparing for the class in the fall as well. I just went ahead and blocked it on my calendar so I could get ready for it, get it in my calendar. And, you know, so for this last semester, the class is almost over um, as I'm recording this podcast. But for this last semester, I love teaching in the class. And to enable me to have the time to do it, I took on fewer clients. Um, I brought on other coaches to help with some of the work and business that we had. And to be honest, I still had too much going on. I really underestimated and just forgot, I think, the focus time it takes to study. Shout out to all the students out there. And if you are working and going to school, double shout out to you because it is just such a different energy being in school than it is working. So I enjoyed it. I loved it. I'm, you know, I look forward to doing it again, but it took real dedicated time to ensure I was prepared to give my students something of value. So options are amazing. And the episodes I mentioned will help give you lots of ideas on how to create options that can help you live out the life you're called to live. And once you have those options, be really thoughtful in your decision-making process about which of these options you want to pursue now, which of these options you want to take action on. And, you know, as I was saying, things that help me are time, time with God, kind of pausing, not not giving immediate answers, writing things down. Um, sometimes I talk with other people and then I actually try to drop it in my calendar to see is this really feasible for me um, or do I need to get rid of some other things to make it feasible for me? So, you know, a lot of the the episodes this season are about options. And if you want more kind of thoughts on making decisions, there's a whole chapter in the book about making decisions, because that is another important part of being able to manage the options that we get. And then the last section of the book, which is my favorite to write, is called Looking Forward. And that section is about taking action. So we had a few episodes connected to that. We had episode 20 which was about overcoming fear and you know how to manage and overcome fear. It's one of our most popular episodes to date with Dr. David Craig, where he talks about the differences between fear and anxiety and strategies for overcoming it. We had episode 31 and 32 with D Maddox. In 31, she talked about goal setting. And in 32, she talked about networking. And then we had episode 33, where we republished our top episode to date from season one, And it was about how to organize your life with the dream calendar. And I'm going to tell you something D said, which is, you know, she's a great friend of mine. Something D said has stayed with me since that episode. And she said something like, never apologize for excellence. And honestly, I didn't think I did. um, But I realized that I was in, in a number of ways, not necessarily in words, but in my actions, I was kind of apologizing for excellence. and. It made me think of this quote from the book um, that I'm guessing many of many of you all have heard of. It's a book by Marianne Williamson. And 
it never really, I'd heard the quote a lot of times. It never fully resonated with me, but now it really does based on this episode with D and just kind of what I've been thinking about since then. I, I've also learned that Marion's running for president, I think, which is interesting. But anyway, after that episode, it really did. And I'll tell you how it's showing up for me. So it was in this book called Return to Love. And it was first in her book, then it was later quoted by Nelson Mandela, which I think made this passage of the book more popular and more meaningful given the context of Nelson Mandela and his life. And I honestly thought it was a poem for a long time, but it's in a book. And I haven't read the book, but I now I'm thinking I need to go read this book. So the the passage that we hear a lot and that, that I thought was a poem, but it's actually a passage is, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others, which is so powerful. I always love the passage, but I didn't see how it applied to me until recently. But after that episode with D, I've noticed that I was doing it in little ways. So I'll just tell you the little ways that it showed up for me and maybe you can think about is this showing up for you and how you might do it different going forward. So one thing is I'm a very timely person. So generally, if I say I'm going to call you at nine, I'm probably in front of my phone with the numbers dialed by 8.58, just waiting to push send. But because I know a lot of people are late, I would tend to call people at like 9.01 or 9.02 because I just know other people don't tend to be on time. And I know that's a tiny thing, but after that episode, I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I showing up late to look like I operate more like other people? That's ridiculous. So, you know, since then I call on time. I'm usually in front of my phone at nine o'clock, if that's what I'm supposed to call, I'm pushing send and calling the person. And I try not to call early because I think that's just rude, but <laughs> I absolutely am calling on time. The second thing I noticed that I was doing, um, I was getting an, an outfit ready for a conference that I was going to. And I had the cutest little outfit that had come together. It was a black jumpsuit with this jacket and these cute earrings. And I just really liked it. And But before I put it in the bag, I thought, is this too much? you know, is everyone else going to be dressed up? Um, and I considered like doing something different. That was more of a dress down kind of approach. And then I said to myself, why am I apologizing for excellence? I thought about what Dee said. And it's like, who cares if I show up more dressed up than someone or more dressed down for that matter? Who cares? I don't need to tamp down an outfit I'm wearing because of whether or not I'm showing up similar to how someone else is showing up. So of course I put my outfit in the bag and, and wore it to the conference. And then the last thing I noticed I was doing, which could be even, um, uh, I don't know, more damaging in, in relationships, I think, is I was kind of tamping down my joy in front of other people. So I remember talking to a good friend of mine. She's actually coming on the podcast next season. You're going to love her. But when we first met, you know, we were just spending time with some other people and people were having 
just really difficult times in their marriage. And these were people we spent a good bit of time with over, you know, multiple occasions. And she and I were just talking separately. And she said something like, I like my husband. And I told her me too. But when you realize a lot of people don't, you know, aren't enjoying their marriage right now, um, it can feel weird or almost like bragging to mention that you do. And it can be the same thing with work or other areas of life. If other people you work with don't like their work or just, you know, tend to complain, it's kind of easy to follow their lead. And instead of showing up in your true feelings and your authentic self, you're kind of tamping down what you think to, you know, align with the people around you. But I'm really trying not to do that anymore. I mean, I use discretion on where I share things. You know, it's not like someone's going to tell me they're having a, a really difficult time in one area. And I'm like, really? I love what I, t- I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing that, of course. But if I am sharing, um, I'm going to share the full emotion of how I feel. I'm not going to tamp it down or um, say anything other than the full truth of my experience. And I know for me, the reason that's kind of forced me into this also as well is that I know for me, if I'm struggling with something or I'm struggling in an area and someone tells me they're not and that they're doing great in that area, that's encouraging. That's inspirational. It shows me it can be done. And now I may even have someone I can rely on who can show me how to do it. So when we don't share the full joy or the blessings that we have, we really limit the testimony of what God's doing in our lives and what he can do in other people's lives. And I think that's what Marian Williamson was saying, you know, her, in her passage, it says we were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So, you know, I am doing my very best to be honest in my kind of what I think about something, about the blessings I have, but also the challenges I have, right? Because God's glory can show forth in not only blessings, but in suffering, right? A lot of times there's a blessing in suffering and in challenges as well. So just being really authentic and honest about my feelings about something and not letting how other people feel around me make me either tamp it down or change it in any way. Um, because that's not honest, that's not true, and that's not that doesn't glorify God. And I think that's what Marianne was saying as well. So those are a few of my takeaways from this season, which has been so fun. Thank you all for enjoying this season. And during the break, I hope you'll catch up on any episodes you missed. If you haven't subscribed or followed the podcast on whatever platform you do, please, please do it. It helps us continue to offer it. And next year, as I mentioned, uh, we have something special coming. So I'm definitely looking forward to next season. Also, be sure you're in my email group. That's one way we'll get a chance to stay connected between seasons. And while we're apart, I am praying blessings over you, your family, everyone and everything you're connected to. And I want to end this season like I ended last season with a prayer over all of us. My pastor in service with this blessing, and I want to end our podcast with it as well. This is the blessing that Lord gave to Moses to give to Aaron Four, blessing the Israelites at that time, but extends to all people by the New Testament. And it's in number six, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate how you engage with me and the amazing guests that we have on this podcast. And I will see you next season. Be well. 
If you love this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You're also invited to join my private email group where just for joining, you will receive a checklist for getting your LinkedIn profile in top shape and a link to the first chapter of my book. Click join the crew in the show notes. I also invite you to visit my website where you can shop our t-shirt collection designed to help you fulfill your purpose, love your work, and enjoy your life. I have them all, wear one almost every episode, and know you will love them. Thanks so much for joining me on this journey. Let's go. Thank you.